0: Coming up next, a discussion on self-reflection and how it unlocks the potential for growth in soft skills and other aspects of our lives. All that and more in just a few moments.
1: Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft
0: skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 14. I'm Bob Graham, and with me as always is Dr. Tobin Porterfield, easy for me to say, Toby. Sorry about that. And we are two people who teach college, have worked in various industries over the years, and have a keen eye on soft skills and why they matter. And we're going to show you that keen eye with our discussion on self-reflection, which itself is not a soft skill, but rather a tool to help us develop our soft skills. So, Toby, can you explain that to us in general? Uh, Yeah, and I think our timing's great. Um,
1: The Harvard Business Review just... uh, this week has an article on uh, the power of self-reflection. So I, I'm, getting, I'm getting the feeling that the, the folks there at uh, HBR are listening to our podcast <laughs> and uh, are, uh, are, are buying into what we're doing. Uh, no, seriously, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love just, that. That's a great uh, leap. leap. Uh, but I do feel like uh, it's just an affirmation of how powerful this is. And, and typical of Harvard Business Review, they're looking at CEOs and, uh, and talking about uh, some very specific CEOs that, that you'll recognize the names of and how they've recognized and dedicated large periods of time to uh, quiet thought on their own to evaluate what's going on in their lives, uh, what they need to be growing in, where the opportunities are. We look at it a little differently from our soft skills because I think we're really looking at the people who uh, are unlikely to be able to carve out two hours of their day. If I am going to, I know there's value in me self reflecting and spending that quiet time. Um, but if I want to spend two hours a day doing it, I'm going to have to get up around 3 a.m. So the realities for many of us in our work days um, uh, don't support that. And, and we stay so busy and and that's the, Pitfall of not self-reflecting is because it's a great opportunity to grow, and that's where we've endorsed it from a soft skills standpoint. Is you need to self-reflect and in that time self-evaluate where are you on a couple of these soft skills? Where are you growing? What were you? What is it you were going to try the last week to improve those uh, communication skills to show empathy and to really be rating yourself and moving that? And so, uh, well, it's funny to you know look at that, but at the Harvard Business Review side, but uh, but the reality is it's a powerful tool
0: toby are we talking about self-reflection in terms of journaling do you think or is it just taking some moments to be mindful of what we've done and what we're trying to achieve or is it interacting with someone else and being accountable or is it all three of those or is it something else right and i I think we've got to be open to
1: how that takes shape in each of us individually um the number one core element is dedicated time, and there's some great examples, again, in this article of some people who say, oh, I, I do an hour every day. Some people say, oh, no, I do six hours, but I spread it across the week, and I grab two hours here, an hour here, and I have to get out of the office because if I'm in the office, I'm going to get interrupted or, or I won't break away. So I get up from my desk, and, and on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I take 45 minutes. I go down to the coffee shop, put my earbuds in so I don't get interrupted, and I, and I and I go through my list. So – for many of us, though, that does have to take a writing component where it's like, hold it, here were the things I was working on. Here was what I was going to do this week. Did I do them? What am I going to do to make sure they happen next time? Uh, as you know, I'm a person who journals. I find that to be productive because it it introduces a personal accountability. So I'm able to look at, hold it, last week I wrote right there that I was going to do that. And so uh, for me, journaling is an important part, but that's that's really a personal preference.
0: Could... You and I both teach college and each day when I teach a class, when I finish the class, I'm walking back to my office and I'm sort of reflecting at that point on what I did well and what I didn't do as well as I'd hoped and sort of making some mental notes for next time I teach this class or this topic, I would do these things. Is that reflection? Does that qualify, do you think, or is that sort of reflection light? Now, I think that's a good example, but it's
1: not going to get us to our soft skills spot, unless that was something you were going to work on in the course. I think those, those are what the Harvard Business Review is reminding us are, are really valuable in self-growth and, and in continuous improvement, which are all critical items. But if we're really going to work on soft skills, I think it's going to take a different type of dedication and as you mentioned a minute ago, and, and again, the article goes the same direction. It says, you know, a, having a coach, having that external person involved might be necessary. And, and we've talked about this before here on the podcast and certainly in the book that that can take on a, uh, uh, we use the term mentor as well, mm-hmm. because it might be a peer, a coworker. It might be a formal relationship. It might be an informal relationship. But having that external influence to uh, hold us accountable for our growth, but also to be able to ask those tough questions and and not, you know, when I do my my journal, I put down, you know, what I was gonna work on, but I'm not quite as tough on myself, probably as I should but should be. And someone from the outside might say, hey, you said you were gonna do it, why didn't you do it? Not, not okay, you're gonna do it this week, but why didn't you? What got in your way? what And what are you gonna do to make sure it doesn't get in your way this week? And so that external component, can really fast-track transformation.
0: So in a perfect world, I would pick one or two soft skills that I wanted to try to work on. So, for instance, um, uh, delegating just popped into my head. I'm not saying it's good or bad or anything. It's just one of the 55 delegating. And if I were going to do that, I'd say, okay, this coming week, I'm going to work on delegating more tasks that aren't an ideal fit for me at my job. And so I would set that as the goal for the week, right? And then as the week unfolded, I would reflect each day on, okay, these are the 10 tasks that I had come through the door. I did nine of them. But in reflection, boy, I really should have only done four. I delegated one, but I should have delegated six. And so then my question to you would be, if that's the type of self-reflection we do, what is the outgrowth of that that's successful for us? Because to me, that feels like dad's going to spank me, just like when I was a little kid and I was supposed to clean my room and I didn't clean my room. Right, and, I, and I think
1: you also uncover another part of this uh, self regulating on this or self self self-motivating on this also runs in the problem is i think i have to ask myself how am i going to learn to to delegate better yeah i got to do it but it may be hey i'm going to spend a little time finding a couple articles on improving your delegation skills and i'm going to talk to bill because it seems like bill always has people doing stuff and reporting back to him he spends more time uh interacting with people and doing uh 30 minute uh updates each week than he does doing work but what's that all about I think Bill's got it figured out, and so and we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Is maybe that's that informal one where, hey, I, Bill, I'm not interested in having Bill as a mentor, but boy, could he talk to me about uh, uh, how to to delegate better? And then can we come up with a plan for how I'm going to try it? And then he could check on me, and over the next few weeks, I'm going to get more comfortable with delegating. So I don't think that it answers your question necessarily, but I think that's an element we gotta we gotta bring into the to the discussion.
0: Okay that all makes sense to me but what you said this fast tracks things and I'm probably putting you on the spot right now but why do you think that is cuz I'm sort of sitting here as we we we've talked about this and I'm I'm struggling to understand what the fast track aspect of it is however I'll give you a moment to think about cuz I I remember in working on the book there was a study I can't remember who did it but there was a company that focused on self reflection and they had a group of employees that came in for training, and they trained one group where they did their training, and the last 10 minutes, half hour of the day was self-reflection. I think it was like 10, 15 minutes for 10 days. The other group, at the end of the day, they just left. They found after this, when they got these people's customer service work, the folks actually all went. It was a big group. I think it was like two, three, four hundred 400 people got into customer service situation the group that had done the self-reflection scored 23% higher on the um, uh, results from the customers saying, was this person able to serve your needs? Were they cooperative, helpful, and nice? 23%. That was one that really made me take notice that, boy, self-reflection might be something valuable, and what they posited in that article was that, the self-reflection at the end of the day of training actually gave those people a chance to sort of imbue it in themselves, to make it part of them by talking, talking to themselves about what this does for me. So it wasn't concept. It was, now I'm trying to figure out what this means for me. Here are the action steps for me. And if I'm dealing with a customer and the customer is nasty, it's one thing to hear in the lecture, don't get mad. It's another to say, here are the three things I'm going to do to make sure I don't get mad, and also to to do the assessment and say, these are my hot buttons. So if someone says these things, I know they're going to make me mad. If I know that up front, I can avoid that. So I've given one answer based on the research. Can you add something to that, or is that you think the, really the gist of it?
1: No, I think, I think that uh... – Crystallizes between that and and the examples, the uh, anecdotal evidence, in the Harvard Business Review is that we we can't we can't discount the power of that self reflective time. Um, my fast tracking comment though is that we can um, justify ourselves a lot of times in why we didn't do it, and that accountability keeps us moving forward. So I find that when there's someone in my life holding me accountable, that something gets done. I get it done. And so the process is probably just a little more human nature that when someone else is holding me accountable. So that's why I say fast track is that I will make progress on delegation if I'm working with someone and now he's invested in it, invested in me, and he's going to expect me to make progress and he's going to be asking me each week. And so chances are I'm going to make some progress. Or, if it, or I will quickly discover that it's something I'm not ready to make progress on, and we just need to set it aside and move on to something else, rather than me just continuing week after week going, gosh, I wish I could get better at, de- at uh, delegation. And so some, some things we need to know from the outside say, you know what, I've just discovered that delegation is a bigger animal than I can wrestle down right now, and I'm going to sit it down and work on something else that I can make progress on. We'll come back to that one. And having that outside influence will make sure that it doesn't just drag on unaddressed.
0: But you could do it without that uh, outside influence, correct, and still be successful, depending on who you are and what you are. I tend to be someone who's much more internal in that process, and I sort of have a running monologue with myself all day. Yeah, how's that working? (laughs) I got you, you know, doing the, podcasts.
1: Our <laughs> folks listening on the podcast are saying you all you do have a running dialogue. We feel for you, bro. No,
0: monologue. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the challenge for me is do I cut this part out or do I keep it in? Exactly, and I think I'm gonna keep it in. So so you're seeing a little insight into Toby and me. I hope you're enjoying that. Toby picking on me today. I'll get even with them later. Uh, so whatever form it takes, whether it's Me doing it internally or you doing it more with an outside person working with you, it's really about, to use your word that you've used a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, intentionality, correct? Saying this is the soft skill I'm trying to work on and this is how I'm going to work on it and this worked or this didn't work and when it doesn't work, trying something else. Is that sort of a good summary of what we're really getting
1: at? Yes, and it's using that other soft skill, perseverance. Okay. Of saying, if this is important, I'm going to stay at it, and I'm going to find a way to make these things move forward.
0: And setbacks will come. They will. Yeah, and I think that's the other part of self-reflection, that if you get too bogged down in, I screwed that up, you can't ever achieve what you're trying to achieve. It's only human nature that you're going to have some less than successful experiences as you learn a new skill and really all these soft skills are new skills in in how we apply them in new situations well i think with that toby nat i do you have anything to add as closing i sort of uh took took this i, I had a monologue to use the words that we've been using today would you like to offer something no
1: i think i'm gonna break off here and and go self-reflect for a little bit and uh uh kind of look at my day and that's the other thing is it's it's for some people it's the beginning of the day uh others as you mentioned with that study they said hey and and that makes a lot of sense to do it at the end of the day but i know by the end of the day i normally i got nothing left so uh for me i need to start the day with it and and look at how i'm going to try things out and then the next day i literally write down how i did the previous day on what i thought i was going to make progress on so
0: do you ever um, go back and look at those journal entries I do, but then, then my tears make the ink run. But would you look back to like six months ago? Oh, yes, yes. How often do you look back? I'm curious. Uh, not very often. Not very
1: often. But I will get to a point and think, hey, I thought I, you know, do I remember I thought I addressed this before? And what, what, what happened with that? And so it, it allows me to, to look back historically and say, oh, yeah, that's right. Here it was back here. And, and, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how that resolves. So I actually do go back to them.
0: Okay. Well, I didn't know that. That's kind, of, that's kind of cool. I think it's neat to have that record that you can sort of check where you are and see your progress. Because I think one of the things about these soft skills is because they're hard to put your fingers on, sometimes it's really hard to see progress. So I'm actually starting to think that your written approach might be more useful, and who knows, I might get that monologue onto a page, which would make a really great memoir one day. Who knows? (laughs) So with that, Toby, I think we should probably wrap this episode up. This has been episode 14 uh, of Serious Soft Skills. And if you're eager to talk to us, I can't imagine why, but if you want to talk to us, share your opinions about this podcast or other podcasts, give us ideas for podcasts, complain about our witty banter, whatever it is, you can always do that by sending an email to podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. That's podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. Or you can tweet us at RealSoftSkills. Yes, Toby, we are moving forward. We're we're getting technologically savvy. We also post on that SeriousSoftSkills.com website, easier to think than say, apparently, We post blogs, links to old episodes, and other information, including our show notes. So if you're curious about that uh, Harvard Business Journal article, we'll actually have a link to that there so you can look at that yourself. And now I get to tease next week's episode. Next week, Toby, we're going to delve into another one of the soft skills. I can't wait to talk about patience because it is not one of the easy ones for me. But we're going to talk about how it occurs in business and why it's so important to individuals and organizations. So next week, that's going to be episode, next, ne- ne- episode 15 next week. Apparently, I've lost my ability to do a monologue. And so with that, Toby, it's your favorite part. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day. And I'm going to let you do it, Toby. Good soft skills. There you go. All right. Thank you, everyone. Good day.
1: You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.